Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for you all to be here. And listen to this episode with Kristen. Kristen is really, really incredible in the sense that she has so many different skill sets. She is, I have a dog scratching themselves next to me. So if you hear some weird background noise, just a heads up. Um, But Kristen is a chef. She has experienced Lyme's disease. So she has a ton of knowledge of her own personal health journey. She's an integrative health certified coach, a holistic health coach. And what I love is that she blends all of these skill sets and all of this wisdom with her energetic work as well. And that was something I found so incredible to listen to her stories about clients she's helped, not only with the you know practical, implementable actions, but also that energetic piece of where is this condition really stemming from? When did it start? What was the energy around that? <laughs> and helping them dive a little bit deeper. So before we dive in, I just wanted to let you all know there was many of you who reached out who were like, where are the manifestation codes? Where are the fearless codes? I have moved them to a different landing page. I will link that in the show notes. Um, and I shut down everything, you guys, when I went to join that cult. If you haven't listened to my previous episode, you probably want to go listen to that one too after this. But I shut down everything in my business, so I don't have any systems in place. This is all going to be me literally emailing these codes to you. So if you purchase them, give me 24 to 48 hours to be able to send them to you. Um, I'm still doing everything by hand until I figure out better systems and just to see like how often I'm actually going to be sending these out. So those are there for you if you like them, if you want to really start to dive into what is light language and what it can do for you. I've had some really beautiful, incredible experiences with it. And I know many people have activated their light language um, just by hearing some of mine. Fun stuff. I think that's all I have for you. Let's dive into this episode with Kristen. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being here, and I'm so excited to share you with the Raise Your Vibration podcast community. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, um, your story, which I think is absolutely incredible, and how you got to where you are today? Um, I will try to summarize, because we all know I'm not good at that, but... um, So originally I was a chef and going to culinary school and then I had mono for a whole year and got really sick, which kind of made me start to pivot in what I wanted to do um, because I wasn't able to work in the kitchen at that time. 
um, which turned into a four-year health journey of learning I had Lyme disease and just being sick. So like I said, I couldn't work in the kitchen. So then I started to navigate what I can do instead. Um, but I still wanted to work with my passion for food. Um, so I found a integrative nutrition program um, to which I completed and became a health coach. Um, but also in my time, I uh, was really realizing that there was some mental health issues that were underlying everything and really just going to therapy wasn't working for me and I didn't really know why. And one of my uh, friend's moms, actually my prom date, his mom uh, reached out to me on a whim and called me about something. Um, we were talking about, I was doing a private dinner for them because I still did like cooking stuff. And she called me for a simple question, I like asked her how many plates she had, if she had like a full set of eight plates. And she called me to tell me the answer of yes, which would have been a simple email, but she just, something in her energy kind of knew that she needed to call me. And that's what began my whole journey of energy work. So I got into a lot of energy work, realized why traditional talk therapy didn't work for me because I am clear sentient. So I was going in that therapy room, picking up everybody's energies that they were just dumping all their stuff and leaving there. And I was kind of walking in the room like, I'll take some of that. I'll take that. Um, wow. So then I started energy work, which kind of then made me, brought me to where I'm at today doing a combination of coaching for intuitive energy, um, integrative nutrition, um, and just being able to, especially teach people how to cook on specified diets as well, because my chef background really helped me be able to enjoy what I eat on my specified diet through Lyme disease and all my health issues where I, if I couldn't, if I didn't know how to cook, I would have never, never liked eating because I would have been eating so bland and boring, but I actually enjoy the things I eat. So kind of a quick summary if I can try to quick summarize it, but yeah, so now I am doing, like I said, intuitive nutrition coaching, I guess. Amazing. I want to dive in and like rewind a little bit. Cause you said there was some like mental health and energy stuff that was predisposing all the health issues that came up. Would you mind sharing a little bit of what that looks like for you or what that looked like for you and what that can also look like for other people of how the energy piece is really connected to our health mm -hmm. or how at least it was for you and how it may be for other people. Cause I think that's something a lot of us kind of are aware of, but we don't always know how it actually plays out when it comes to our health. Yeah. So that also was a few year journey to figure it out <laughs> and I'm still figuring stuff out, but it started at the time, like this was before I was diagnosed with Lyme. So I actually, it dealt with mono for a year and then it took me three more years of bouncing around to different doctors to get diagnosed with Lyme. I knew I was sick, um, but my doctor at the time, she just kept saying, well, come back in a month if you're not better. Um, maybe it's just allergies. And I'm like, okay, test me for allergies. It wasn't allergies. So she ended up giving me a psych consult. So I was... He, in the midst of actually knowing I was sick. And she's basically telling me I'm crazy and sending me to psych. I'm like, I'm not a hypochondriac. 
Um, so I actually, I mean, I went to the psych consult because I'm like, I'm just going to do this to do it so she can move on and maybe treat me for something. Um, but in that time I was obviously dealing with the mental health aspect of being sick. It's some, sometimes so hard to be sleeping all the, or needing to sleep all the time and having to quit your job and everything you love. Like that was a lot to deal with. Um, but also the stress of not figuring out my diagnosis. So in that time I did go to that mental health consult. They did diagnose me with anxiety, I think in maybe situational depression. I can't remember. Um, and she started me, I did go to therapy and she started me on some anti depressant or anti-anxiety, um, which created a lot of other issues. I was having like heart issues <laughs> and EKG actually showed I had a heart attack, which was wild. Like all these things were happening. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit the, the medicine. I ended up quitting therapy because I would go into therapy and just come out feeling horrible. Um, so then when I started doing energy work and I noticed a lot shifting and feeling better, I started to come to the realization of how I manifested my illnesses and how they do relate energetically. Um, so I come to learn that like, so I was diagnosed first with leaky gut when I did find a doctor who finally listened to me. And so leaky gut is like perforated like holes in your gut lining essentially. And the energetic piece of that is it's the physical manifestation of not being able to digest other people's feelings, which goes back to my therapy when I was just trying to, you know, mm. take all these things from people and pick up all these energies, not realizing what I was doing. And then my body doesn't know what to do with it. So it's, and I, I wasn't at a place where I knew energy stuff mm -hmm. to be able to shift any of that. So it literally created holes in my gut lining as a more of an awakening, like, Hey, pay attention to me. You're not doing something, um, for your highest good here. Um, so then fast forward to last May. So I was diagnosed December, 2018 with Lyme and in May, the following year. So May, 2019, I was doing educational posts. So May is Lyme awareness month. And I was making all these posts about Lyme disease because a lot of people don't know about it. And I got to this slide that's talking about Lyme being the great imposter. And it's the great imposter because it mimics lupus, MS, Alzheimer's, um, dementia, like all these different things. Uh, and it really dawned on me and like hit me then majorly like, holy cow, like Lyme is the great imposter. That's what I've been doing my whole life. So I know there's a lot out there right now about imposter syndrome. And that tends to be, especially with entrepreneurs and business stuff. But I was really realizing that I've been kind of doing it my whole life because I'm more of like the black sheep in my family. And as much as I wasn't always showing up as the person I wanted to be, it's not, it wasn't always it was often a conscious choice to show up that way because it was easier for me to show up as the person they preferred me to be to avoid any hard conversations or any backlash. Mm -hmm. um, so I was still consciously choosing to show up that way, but it wasn't really who I was. 
um, with my family, with a lot of my friends who didn't understand anything I was going through. And then I was in the initial stages of my business as a health coach and not knowing what that would look like yet, um, while also navigating my own health stuff and working through the piece of how can I be a health coach if I'm not even healthy myself. So all of those things kind of lumped into like that big realization that like I'm the great imposter of my life and like actually getting Lyme disease was, you know, how they say like, if you're not, if you don't listen, like the universe will get louder and louder until you do. Like that was the big Lyme disease getting really freaking loud so I can start listening and shifting in my life um, to be where I'm at now. So I will say it's still a work in progress <laughs> because I'm undoing a lot of years of things that I learned to be and do that I need to unlearn and choose differently. Um, but yeah. Oh, I just got chills. It's like, isn't that what we're all doing right now is like unlearning all the things that aren't actually us. Cause how many of us are walking around and like, I don't, I just think about myself as like, I spent most of my life not even knowing who the fuck I was. And like, I, we're all just like, like, that was like my favorite thing that you just said is like, unlearning all the things that I'm not and I think there's a way to like still show up while you're unlearning yeah where like now I feel like I show up more authentically like this is who I am I'm still unlearning these things I'm still making new choices and there's a way to do that while also not purposely showing up or consciously showing up in a certain way in front of certain people Mm -hmm. um because obviously if you can't do that those aren't your people but I think for so many years, I just showed up not even realizing, like I kept thinking I had to show up as the final product, like how I thought I can't be a health coach if I'm not healthy yet, but actually I'm most equipped to be a health coach because I am experiencing all of the health things. So Mm -hmm. realizing that piece of like, you can still show up and be a work in progress and still show up and while you're unlearning all those things. Yeah. Versus kind of crawling into a hole and then coming out one day, like, look at everything I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, nobody wants the final. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I like, I think it's funny because we all create these stories and we all do this around the things that we think we have to be in order to show up. It's like, <laughs> I can't be the business coach until I've made a million dollars. Well, what about the people who are just starting out? Like I've made stories up along the way too, right? It's like, there's all these stories and layers as we're stepping into the thing we're supposed to do that we tell ourselves when the reality is the very thing we're telling ourselves is probably the opposite of what the people we need to serve actually want. Like if I was looking, if I just got diagnosed with Lyme and I was working with a coach who had never had health issues before, who had never like had their own struggle, who'd had no idea what I was experiencing. Like it's really hard for them to understand why maybe it's difficult for me to wake up and cook one. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's this relatability factor and we forget that because we all are walking around thinking that we have to be this perfect end goal. So I love that you said that too. It's like for all the entrepreneurs out there, there is no thing you need to be in order to start. It's just showing up as that version of you that you are in this moment. That's ever shifting, ever changing, ever transforming. And we're all yeah. always peeling back the layers. Oh, so I love that we were able to talk about this is like the energy piece. And it's interesting too, of how many people I've talked to who started their, their self growth journey after they basically hit rock bottom on a health journey. So it's interesting. This is like a common way that the universe is waking people up is like, 
and this is actually what's going on in the world right now as we're recording this there's this like massive health outbreak so it's just fascinating when we're like I think it gives us hope of like sometimes the universe really just has to shake us to wake us up on this journey of like I had all my health issues where I literally thought I was losing my mind like I was starting my speech working leaving work every day and I wouldn't have changed anything in my life had I not been at the point where I was like I don't think I can live this way any longer like I had I was forced to change and not saying that it needs to get that low I always say this on the podcast like we don't need to wait for that but sometimes we don't listen until it's that bad especially like a health issue because like you said everything going on in the world you know we've tried natural disasters we've tried like the world ending because of co2 things and like all the climate change and wars and all these other things and none of them woke us up none of them you know brought the whole freaking world together and now here we are with this health issue and it becomes a lot more personal and now everyone's waking up and everyone is kind of getting together in a worldly community Um, and I think health is a lot of times that piece that people tend to listen to more because if you don't have your health you you almost have nothing like if you can't if you can't show up as a healthy person like it's so much harder to do anything Mm -hmm. where like if you get a natural disaster like something happens you know all these crazy tsunamis and hurricanes and all these things that are so devastating if you're healthy it's a lot easier to work through those things Mm -hmm. so whether it's personally like me your story a lot of people's stories or the world it's like when it becomes your health it's like a lot more (laughs) people tend to panic a little bit more and pay a lot more attention Mm -hmm. and I think people are realizing a lot of the traditional ways are almost not enough like there's no way I could have healed like hit Lyme remission like I did a couple weeks ago finally hit Lyme remission there's no way I could have done that with just medicine alone yeah like the shift needs to happen and it's not just like it's in our individual lives but it's on like a larger scale too and so it's just interesting to see that like the same patterns the universe has show up in every facet and every scale on this planet so fascinating Ugh. okay so I want to talk more about what you do with clients and how you like fuse the health and energy piece and I want you know there why I brought you on is that you shared such a beautiful tool with everyone who came to the mastermind retreat a few weeks ago. Um, Kristen's in my mastermind and it was using a pendulum, which is something I use literally every single fucking day now. But how do you like, what does this look like? Um, We'll talk about the pendulums in a little bit, but how does, how do you start to peel back the layers for people who are going through the health issues and help them see on an energetic level where their health stuff is stemming from. What, what types of things can maybe people even do on their own of starting to figure out like where, where is this coming from? Right? Like, well, how can we start to look inward is really what I'm getting out of. Like, how do you help your clients do that? But how, so how can the listeners start to peel back layers and get to that deeper place within themselves and say, Oh, maybe there's something in me that created this. Yeah. So when you were talking, a client of mine came to, like my very first client came to my mind. Um, I started working with her when I was just doing health coaching, was still dabbling into this energy stuff myself. And 
she was on a six month program. So that was 12 calls. And we did two calls, I think, on actual nutrition stuff. And the rest of the 10 calls were all life and energy stuff. Um, I really focus on in my business is like full spectrum wellness because I realize, I mean, given everything I've gone through, you can't heal everything by doing one thing. Um, and if you just eat right, it's not going to solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. uh, so we start looking at other things. So this client of mine, she kept talking about this foot issue of hers and she went to a foot doctor and they said, nothing's wrong, but you can try these stretches, all these things. And I, I'm just like, I knew there was something else there. I, I, like, I just had that gut feeling. I'm like, there's something else there. Um, so I'm also working on doing some channeling work. And with her permission, I, was, I felt into it a lot more. And I was pulling up that it was like afraid of moving forward from something. And what I came to learn from her is that she was dating a guy before and they had broken up and she was having a hard time getting out, putting herself out there to date again. Mm -hmm. And we traced back to her foot problem when her foot problem started and when it flared up again was literally the day after he reached out to her again is when the foot problem started. And then the next time that it flared up was like a month later when he reached out to her again. And it was consistently, we like track the dates on a calendar that every time that they talked, her foot would flare up. And a lot of times pain in the foot is associated with like that fear of not moving forward. And we were able to recognize that she had like that underlying fear because they had, he didn't treat her the best, but they had really great conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and she was afraid that she couldn't find somebody that had a lot of great deep conversations with her and also treated her well, or, and also did, you know, mm -hmm. the other things that she wanted in a relationship. Um, so then we started to work on that stuff. Um, so that's kind of like a basic example of, of you know, eating healthy is not going to solve your foot problem. And people mm -hmm. are going to immediately think, I go to the doctor, maybe it's a foot problem, and don't generally look at the back-end energetics. Um, so then when she can heal that fear, heal her foot, then she can show up a little differently in her life. So mm -hmm. I really kind of just backtrack everything, like there's never a, a deeper level you can't go to. Mm -hmm. uh, I was reading a book called This is Marketing by Seth Godin, and he talks about the quarter inch nail bit or drill bit and how somebody might go to the hardware store and look for a quarter inch drill bit, but they don't actually want the drill bit. They want the hole in the wall, but they don't want the hole in the wall. They want the shelf that's going to get hung from the hole in the wall, but they don't just want the shelf. Maybe it's the satisfaction of being having their things decluttered or the satisfaction of knowing they did it themselves, or maybe they want to, you know, please their spouse for having done something for them. Mm -hmm. So then what's underneath that is like, people will just want to feel like safe and secure, like in their, whether it's their relationship or their home or whatever it might be. So I kind of go through all of those layers with my clients. It's like, okay, I see this surface stuff of what's going on. Maybe it's, you want to lose weight. Maybe it's, you want to feel better. Maybe whatever it might be, be less tired every day, sleep issues, all of those things. But then it's unpeeling every layer. Okay. Like what's underneath that? Why is that happening? And underneath that, why is that happening? Um, where I feel like a lot of people might 
stop after the first two layers or three layers, even if they do say, okay, maybe I'm not sleeping because X, Y, Z, but they don't go, okay, what's underneath that too. Mm -hmm. So I really just kind of go there with my clients. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And I like that we can all literally just do that. It's like, when did this start? When is the, was there anything that happened around that time? Was there any shifts that like, has this been something that's been going on? Does it flare? Like we can just start to look at the symptoms and say like, what is this associated with? Like, where is this coming from? Why is it happening this way? And ask ourselves. And I think too, is we forget that we can actually tune in and ask our own intuition. We might not get the answers, but when we start asking those questions of like, what is this trying to show me? What am I, like, why is this patterning show up of, like, the answers will come. I truly believe that whenever I've asked about something, they start to unravel. And it may not be in that moment that I hear it. Now it happens more often that way, but it starts to develop that relationship of, like, communication with your higher self, communication with your own intuition. I love that. And a lot of people find that it's a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. um, like, I was recently talking to a friend, calling me out of the blue, I haven't probably talked to them in eight months and they were like I'm having like all this stuff and you're always a great sounding board because you just tell it how it tell it like it is whatever and in literally like five different issues in this person's life all came down to like the same root thing and mm -hmm. they couldn't see that on their own so why they called me but um a lot of times, like, if we don't solve that one thing, it starts to then show up kind of like how Lyme disease is, the universe getting louder, like, hey, pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you're not going to pay attention in this aspect of your life, it, we're going to shove it into all these other aspects of your life until you finally pay attention to heal that thing or process the thing or whatever it might be. Just like the universe is doing to the world right now. <laughs> Start with the hurricanes <laughs> yeah. and end with coronavirus. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay so let's let's shift I think this is the perfect time for us to like because I know one of the big things is like tuning into our intuition to start to uncover this how does how do you use a pendulum in this and what is a pendulum like if someone has zero clue what the fuck a pendulum is what would you tell them and how is it helpful <laughs> so a pendulum like a lot of people know a pendulum is like the the heavy ball at the end that swings back and forth um, and like can swing like a pendulum. So it's essentially that it can be anything. I actually have a pendulum that I got at a crystal store and a couple of the girls at the retreat after I showed them got some pendulums. Um, but you can use anything like the necklace. I actually did it the other day with the necklace around my neck to show somebody because um, I was showing them how to use the pendulum and it wasn't working for them yet because um, their belief system wasn't there. And they're, they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, I will literally use the necklace around my neck. And then I went and got a tea bag and I use a tea bag. The tea bag is a little harder because it's so light that it just kind of swings on its own. But essentially it's anything like the ball and chain. Like there's a heavy thing at the end with the chain. So my pendulum has a little diamond shaped thing at the bottom. A lot of them have crystals and then it's hanging on a chain. So what, how you use it is essentially if you hold it, it will re feed off your energetic frequencies. So the pendulum can't lie because it's pulling your energy. So where a lot of times our energy says one thing and then we let the ego and head get in the way and and we just decide it says another thing. Like the pendulum can't lie. It's not going to pull the things from your ego because it reads what's in your energy. 
Um, so when you start to use it or like you can, if anyone listening, like whether it's a necklace, whatever you'd want to try, if you just hold it. Um, and I like to put my, my hand holding it and then my other hand underneath the, like the pendulum to like concentrate the frequency, I guess. Um, but that's not necessary, but you can ask, like, show me my yes and show me my no. So when I say show me my yes, my pendulum starts swinging counterclockwise. And if it's just a tiny bit, you can say, show me bigger, show me bigger. And sometimes I'll even say like, show me as big as my hand. So that way I know that it's swinging big. And then when I ask, show me my no, it starts swinging back and forth. Um, the reason you always start with yes and no is because everyone's is different. I know people who swing counterclockwise for yes and clockwise for no. Um, I actually, somebody just the other day, maybe on the retreat, somebody swing, swung back and forth for one of them and swung the other way side to side for yes or the other one, like mm -hmm. the opposite, um, which was a new thing. I hadn't seen that. Um, so I use that as a tool to kind of help get out of my head when I'm, you know, done the energy work and know I'm getting in my head, like to confirm, like, is my energy still like around this fear? Like, did I maybe not clear enough of it? And, or like, I'll go back to money stories because a lot of people I know do deal with that. I did a ton of work not that long ago on money and clearing, clearing all the energy, negative energy I had around money at the time. And then like, I was feeling great. <laughs> money was coming in. I'm doing all, you know, keeping positive about money, knowing that it's already done, already taken care of. And then a week later, like all those thoughts and fears started creeping back in. Like, how am I going to pay for this? All those things. And I was able to go back to the, to my pendulum and, you know, start again, show me my yes, show me my no. And then I would ask like, are my frequencies balanced around money? And my pendulum said, yes. So that's how I knew then my energy was fine. Like I'm, that's not energetic fears of money. It's literally just my head telling me I should be scared of that. And then I can know and clear that ego part of me because mm -hmm. my energy is still balanced around being abundant with money. So Amazing. That's an initial, I don't know if I explained that well enough. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. The only thing I want to add to is like, it was really cool because we watched Kristen go through this at, at the retreat. And so if you have something that you're trying this with right now is like, if there is something that comes up, what Kristen ended up doing is she was like, I think you, we did money at the retreat too. She's like, is this something around you know, and she asks, is this something, does them, or I don't know what the issue was, but you just, uh, I said, like, are my frequencies balanced around money? And it said no. And we've been working through a lot of family stuff, me and Shelby together, um, and a lot of connections with my mom. So I said, okay, um, are these the frequencies that are balanced? Like, did they come from my mom? And it said, yes. And I said, okay, did it come from my mom or my dad? No. My grandparents? No. I said, okay, did it come from anybody else? And it said, yes. Um, and then I said, my ex-boyfriend and it said, yes. And I, I would have never, ever have come up with that, like on my own without using the pendulum. I did not realize there was any money connections with my ex. So then oh, I got chills. <laughs> so then people ask like, what do you do from there? Um, so sometimes from that initial thing, if your energies aren't balanced, if your like frequencies aren't balanced around something, sometimes you can simply ask, 
do I need more information before I can clear it? I think I might have asked that at the retreat and it said yes, because sometimes there's like a needing to know of like when it stemmed from Mm -hmm. to be able to clear it. Um, And sometimes it says no, and you can just clear it, like clear the energy. Um, I do that by saying like, I am divine love, or maybe some people are sometimes more connected to I am self love. And it's essentially that reminder that you are connected to the light. You are part of the divine um, and it's, it's doesn't, it matters less what you say and what the intention is behind it. So knowing I have that intention of clearing my frequencies, so it doesn't matter what you say. So I just say I'm divine love. And if there is like, if the pendulum says like, yes, you need more information. <clears throat> sometimes then you can either track it back to the person of where the story came from. You can ask it like, is this mine? Because sometimes we pick up kind of going back to like therapy is like I was picking up all those things like all that energy wasn't mine I was feeling it so you can ask like is this energy mine because it might not be so some of the money stories were my mom's that I was just taking on for her Mm -hmm. Um, so then you can clear those automatically too Um, but I've even gone as deep as figuring out what time period it started so I was dealing with something last week it wasn't around money and I was trying to get to the bottom of like what emotion it was, where, where it was coming from. And it was coming from discouragement that, that in when I was three to five years old. So you can ask like, did this, did this frequency originally stem from, um, you know, time period from zero to five? No. Or yes. And then it's like, okay, five to 10. And then you can get to like the specific ages. So a lot of people are doing like inner child healing right now. And sometimes it's really hard for people to go back and say, okay, when did I first feel that? Cause some people don't remember their childhood always. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like one of the big symptoms of Lyme was memory loss. So I'm still working on getting a lot of my memory back. Mm-hmm. So for, for me to think, okay, when did I first feel that? Like, <laughs> it's hard for me to remember a lot of pre stuff. So you can track it back to say, okay, when did this energy like get into your field? Because sometimes we don't deal with it until a later period in our life and where it might be always there, it could have underlined a lot around a lot of things. Um, so you can literally get down to like the feeling, the age, like who it came from and all of the things. Mm. But I will say it is not a fortune teller or a magic eight ball because <laughs> there was, so it can only read the frequencies in your body and it can't just tell you like automatic yes or no. So there is somebody at the retreat that kept asking, should I quit my job? Should I quit my job? Should I quit? It's not going to just be able to tell you, yeah, you should quit your job. But there were so many frequencies that she already knew. She almost needed the mental, like the, the physical confirmation, like, yeah, you, you should quit your job. But her frequencies were very aligned with quitting her job because she knew it was for her higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it's not necessarily a tool to be used as like a fortune to can't like predict the future, but it basically will let you know if you hold any frequencies that can support or interfere with that. So you can literally ask, do I hold any energies that support me quitting my job? Or do I hold any energies that interfere with staying at my job? If maybe you know that staying at your job is something that's right at that time you can ask about energies that are interfering with that that are kind of creating the want to quit your job and clear the or if you do want to quit your job then 
you can ask like and confirm like is my energy in support of this yeah I think it's like, and I, like you said, I think it's a great tool to see like, what is my higher self actually telling me? Because I don't know if everyone can actually feel like what it feels like to have those knowings, right? It's like, and we can lie to ourselves too. Is I think about the relationships I've been in where I've been like trying to convince myself, this would have been an amazing tool to like actually have my higher self kind of lay the smack down when I knew it wasn't for me. And I knew that I was like staying there because it was safe and secure. There was like that deeper knowing. And I could ask if this is the right relationship for me. And maybe if I like all my energy was a yes for it, even if it wasn't like the relationship I was destined for, then my energy would align for it if it was the right thing at the right time. But there was that deeper knowing. And I think my, all of my energy was not in alignment, but I just kept telling myself in the mental, like this is the right relationship. So I think this can be a tool to like get to the root of what I'm actually feeling on a soul level. What am I actually feeling on an energetic level? Like what's the truth that I'm not, maybe telling myself. I think exactly what you said, like you can't tell the future of like what's going to happen, but you can every day work to align with what your higher self is guiding you to, what your higher self is calling you to step into and up into. Cause it's like, that's where we live that soul. That life is the, from the place of taking action from our higher self, but not all of us can hear it. Cause our human self and our ego self and our inner child can get so much louder at times. Cause there can be so much fear around it or not really wanting to know. And so it's a tool to use if you really want to tune in and, live that soul led life. I think that's what I've been using it for. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people like with anxiety, just because the anxiety is all ego. So if you actually have done the inner work mm. and still have anxiety, it's not to say that like all the work you've done is undone. Like you've still done the work and sometimes mm. you still have to clear like the human part of us that wants to keep thinking these other thoughts mm-hmm. kind of going back to the unlearning like you're unlearning how to speak to yourself in that way um so that's kind of how I started using it in like when I quit therapy and was doing energy work I was using the pendulum as like confirmation kind of like I said like when I start freaking out about money again I'm like actually I don't know if this is hard aligned like this freaking out kind of seems like it might be ego, but I really wasn't sure because we're really freaking good at convincing ourselves of things. And that's yeah. when I was able to use the pendulum. Like, no, my energy's balanced on that. This is literally my head freaking out for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to make new choices of your thoughts or even just push the thoughts because it's not to say those thoughts won't still come up, but it's like, okay, like, thanks. Don't need you anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, it can be a really great tool to help people that are doing the inner, doing the inner work, but are still having any anxiety issues. Yeah. It's a great way to connect back in and just get the clarity of like, what am I actually feeling? What is she actually telling me to do? Where is she actually guiding me to be and go? So I actually learned all all this from my energy coach. um, And she now is able to, step out of her energy field and step into mine energetically. Like she's still sitting across from me Mm. and use the pendulum as me. So because she is more advanced, like more better, well-practiced in pendulum work. um, And she has these, she uses a book and different things to get down to like the specific emotions um, of the things. So she will actually act as my energy. So she'll step out and she will literally say, now I'm acting as Kristen Granahan and it'll say yes. 
Um, so now I'm learning how to do that so I can work with my clients when they're not, you know, when they are having the separation of, of ego and heart or when they're not sure of like when certain frequencies came in, I'm working on learning how to step out of my energetic field and step into the other person's with their permission, obviously, and act as them in a pendulum work. Amazing. Um, based on how like the amazing experiences I've had with her doing that. Oh, amazing. I love it. Well, I'm so excited for your clients to experience this. And I'm so excited for everyone who gets to have this combination. Cause I always said like, this is a big reason why I left doing just nutrition health coaching for those of you guys who've been with me since the beginning of this podcast, I started as really doing dietetic stuff. And it was, I just knew that it was the bigger underlying issue most of the time, like an energetic spiritual piece that was coming out in the physical. And so I'm so excited that there's people now out there doing this work to merge both the nutrition and the spiritual and the energetic piece, because it's, it, like you said, it, you can fix all the nutrition stuff, but if you haven't fixed the energy piece, it's just not going to shift. So I'm so excited for everyone who gets to experience you and your amazing work. If there was anything else that you wanted to share with the audience, is there any other tips you want to leave them with? Anything else that you want to share? Any wisdom that you want to drop? Um, otherwise, I would love to connect the audience to where they can find you. Um, I will say just one thing on that note, because I know we kind of have similar paths with the food. Um, just to say that the food is still important because we have that base level. So when it feels overwhelming to have to go into all these deep layers of yourself, or maybe it's feeling overwhelming for a lot of people right now, learning how to work from home and do all these things, mm -hmm. like going back to the basics of how to take care of yourself, one of the most basic levels just posted about this on Instagram, but one of the most basic levels of self-care is eating healthy or eating in a way that is in agreement with your body. Um, so for people who are still just learning how to dabble into all of this, like that can be an important starting point mm -hmm. to always come back to. And like the foundation of good health might be in that and then, then start because it's a good place to also come back to like when people get really deep into stuff, I know that some of my clients have like gotten really deep into stuff and almost needed to retreat and take a break for a minute because mm -hmm. it's like, it can be a lot that comes up or comes through. Yeah. Um, so having that foundation of eating or just, you know, the basic forms of self care to fall back on mm -hmm. while doing all this work is still important, but um, just something to like not forget. I feel like. Yeah. Go back to the basics. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Where can the listeners find you? Where can they come hang out, feel your energy, get your good vibes, all the things? Um, probably the most easiest way or best way is on Instagram at shut the gut up. I'm working on my website right now, so there's nowhere really to flop for that. Um, so I would say shut the gut up on Instagram and Next month, I'm launching my own podcast. So if whenever this gets posted, uh, probably around this, I'll be launching my podcast in April. So Amazing. it's already April, then find me on Shut the Good Up podcast. So cool. Thank you so much for everything and sharing. And if it is 
all built and done. We will link the podcast, the website, all the things when this comes out, if it is around the same time that everything else comes out. So stay tuned for more from Kristen. I'm so excited for this to launch. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me.